You're listening to Ask the Expert on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, and it's time for another one of our Ask the Expert segments. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us this time is Richard Hayes. Richard is the CEO of the Perth Mint in Australia, and it's a pleasure to get a chance to visit with him. Richard, thank you for taking a few minutes to join us here at Sprott Money News. Ah, good evening, Craig. Uh, delighted to be with you. Um, um, really, really happy to uh, share some of my thoughts uh, with you and with your listeners. And we are very excited to be associated with the Perth Mint. And of course, Perth Mint products can be found at Sprott Money. And just a, a quick note for everybody listening, you can also open a storage account with Sprott Money. So you can buy yourself some Perth Mint bullion and then you can store it with Sprott Money. Uh, all of your precious metals can be stored with us at any one of our six global locations. All you have to do is sign up for Sprott Money International Storage. You'll also receive exclusive deal notifications from Sprott Money. So please go to SprottMoney.com or just call us at 888-861-0775 for more details. Richard, it's time for you and I to get into the details of Ask the Expert. If, if you're ready, can I hit you with the first question? Absolutely. All right, my friend, uh, let's talk about the Perth Mint a little bit. First question deals with some of the coin series you have. What is the most popular coin series that the Perth Mint creates? And are there any new coins coming our way here in 2019? Okay, uh, thanks, Craig. Well, the Australian kangaroo, which is really the equivalent to uh, uh, um, you know, to the Canadian maple um, or to the U.S. Eagle, um, that's our most popular coin program, uh, having been in production since 1986. Uh, so, you know, we've really got, um, and we've really got a lot of years under our belt uh, with the Australian kangaroo. Uh, we sell the Australian kangaroo globally, um, and it's, uh, you know, it really has proven to be enduringly popular for us. We also... Um, um, make a range of sizes uh, in both gold, silver, and platinum uh, of the Australian kangaroo. Uh, and it's just, you know, very uniquely Australian. People love it because it's got the kangaroo on it. Um, and uh, it also comes from a sovereign mint, uh, which we are uh, just really adding to its popularity. Um, we do uh, continually have new releases that come onto the market. Our most recent numismatic release uh, is the Simpsons, a really popular series uh, here in Australia and undoubtedly in the United States as well. Um, 30 years, actually, since The Simpsons uh, came into our uh, living rooms. Yeah. Um, and the first three coins, uh, which uh, features the uh, the pink donut and The Simpsons family uh, and then a bullion Homer Simpson coin, uh, all sold out within weeks of being released. We released uh, those coins at the uh, Berlin World Money Fair at the beginning of February, and within weeks, those were sold out. There are further eight coins in the series that are coming, uh, and we expect them to do really well. Just a great celebration of uh, of the Simpsons cultural icon. Uh, we also run um, um, a range of uh, lunar proof and bullion coins, um, celebrating, obviously, the 12 animals in the Chinese zodiac calendar, uh, we're just completing our second 12-year uh, series, so we've been doing this for 24 years now. Uh, and in 2020, um, we, we're starting the third lunar series. We're the only mint uh, in the world uh, that has done uh, lunar coins for so long. Again, enduringly popular around the world, um, very, very collectible uh, and, and, and very, very popular, uh, both with collectors and with gift givers. 
Richard, you're telling me that there was a Homer Simpson gold coin and I didn't get one. <laughs> Come to PerthMint.com um, and we'd love to help you out. My goodness gracious. I'm mad at myself, but I missed that. That's got it. Just, I can see why that was such a big seller. That's terrific. Yeah. Really, uh, really popular. Let's move on to question number two. A lot of folks know that Australia produces a lot of gold. Uh, there are a lot of great Australian mining companies that folks own shares in. And so I thought this was, was quite interesting and just curious as to where Perth Mint sources their gold. Do you primarily source it from Australia? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, Perth Mint refines um, the vast majority, uh, well in excess of 90% of all the gold mined in Australia. Um, and Australia itself is the second largest gold producer in the world uh, after China. Um, and in fact, Australia has the largest proven gold reserves uh, in the world. So uh, Australia really is a country that's been founded on gold. Uh, and, and Perth Mint, as I say, refines uh, well in excess of 90% of that. We also source uh, significant amounts of gold from places like Papua New Guinea, New Zealand, Fiji, the Solomon Islands. Um, we do a bit out of Malaysia and Thailand as well. Um, and we have relationships uh, you know, with all the big global mining companies. Um, some of whom are, you know, household names in the United States, and we're very, very pleased uh, to have those relationships. Uh, and all up, we refine about 350 tonnes of gold uh, every year through the Perth Mint. Terrific. The next question, I think, is a fascinating one, uh, as it deals with current demand trends for gold. You know, always have strong retail demand, but last year, 2018, saw the highest demand for central banks in 50 years something 650 mm. metric tons, something like that. Just curious, uh, do you believe that central banks will continue to be adding gold in here in 2019? I think they will be. Uh, I think there's an awful lot of uncertainty globally. Um, and if you look at the Washington Accord in the early 2000s um, and a number of the other arrangements where many central banks um, uh, sold off significant amounts of their gold holdings at you know between two hundred and fifty and four hundred dollars an ounce uh, when the financial crisis came in two thousand and eight uh, and gold prices went up to the extent that they didn 't everybody was scrambling for alternate uh, assets uh, alternate stores of value. Um, I think there were a whole lot of central bankers that were very, very uh, unhappy with the decisions that they 'd made ten years previously, uh, so certainly we see. Um, central bank buying being um, a part of our landscape for the foreseeable future. Uh, you're right, 651 metric tons um, in 2018, uh, which was the largest net purchase since 1967. Um, only 375 tons in 2017. So, you know, it, it was almost doubled, or about sort of 75% up. Uh, from what we saw in 2017. And I have no reason to believe that 2019 is going to be any different, largely driven by um, you know, geopolitical uncertainty uh, and also economic uncertainty as well. Remember, all of the sovereign debt issues uh, and a lot of the corporate de debt issues actually still remain, and they're all the hangover from uh, the financial crisis in, in, in 2008, 2009, um, and the way that these things historically have always been solved is inflation comes in and people tend to inflate their way out of that debt. That hasn't happened this time. Um, and inflation, as everybody knows, uh, is a pretty small number at the moment. Uh, it's a vexed question that many central bankers uh, are wrestling with at the moment. How do they actually spark inflation without letting the genie out of the bag completely? 
uh, and ending up with runaway inflation. Uh, and inflation really is at record lows, post-war record lows. That's post-Second World War record lows. Um, and, and, and countries across the world um, have struggled to really get inflation to start to take hold uh, to drive economic growth. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I think the fourth question, Richard, is a great, uh, great kind of follow on to what you were just talking about in that uh, as we record this, it was just noted uh, by the Federal Reserve here in the U.S. that they're going to be stopping their interest rate hikes. It certainly look like there aren't any more coming this year. And the fourth yep. question deals with that. Do you think that global central bank interest rate policy reversals will impact prices and demand as we go through this year? Uh, Craig, a really interesting topic. Um, you know, every time uh, the Fed talks about raising interest rates, um, you know, the stock markets get the jitters uh, and everybody gets really nervous and uncomfortable and people start sort of twitching in their offices. Um, and, you know, corporate America uh, starts to get pretty nervous around the whole thing. Um, and the problem is that the world has become very, very used to this low inflationary uh, environment and also very, very used to super low interest rates. Um, central banks these days have very few economic levers that they can actually pull, um, interest rates obviously being one of them, um, quantitative easing, or if you prefer money printing, which is how I tend to describe it, just crank up the printing presses at the Bureau of Printing and Engraving. Um, and, uh, you know, those are really the only two major uh, economic levers that central bankers have. Um, and you've seen uh, the U.S. Fed and also the ECB um, and other countries as well, but those are the two big ones um, that have really become very, very concerned about uh, raising interest rates um, uh, in an attempt to um, um, uh, to spark some inflation. It, it just hasn't worked. And the old economic equations, the old economic truisms that applied 10 and 15 years ago just don't apply anymore. We're in a new paradigm now. Yeah, no, that's that's for sure. Richard, I want to shift gears here uh, as we move to the fifth question, because this is something I know is very important, near and dear to hearts of uh, people that stack, uh, collect precious metal, uh, store precious metal, own precious metal. Uh, everybody wants to and is concerned about counterfeiting and making sure it's the real deal, because we keep their stories all over the Internet, you know, of counterfeit uh, bullion bars and things like that out there. So it, at the Perth Mint specifically, though, what steps do you take to protect your customers from counterfeiting? Uh, look, another very, very good question. Uh, we remain very concerned about counterfeiting, as do all sovereign mints, uh, as do um, most of the global refiners, or those of repute anyway. Um, and it's really unfortunate that fake bars and coins are still coming onto the market in very, very big quantities. Um, it's no real secret as to where they're coming from. Um, uh, and, and this really is presenting significant challenges for the industry. So in recent years, we've certainly made it more difficult for uh, counterfeiters to copy our coins. Um, we uh, have included tiny micro-engraved security features. Um, we include a number of other security features as well. Uh, and there are uh, uh, projects that are being worked on by the London Bullion Market Exchange to really um, tighten up on uh, supply chain uh, integrity. Um, and we, along with a number of other major global refiners, are 
uh, involved in those projects. So we are taking it very seriously. We're putting our money where our mouth is. Um, the best advice we can give people um, is always purchase your precious metals from a reputable source, either directly from the mint or from um, one of the mint's authorized coin or bullion dealers worldwide. Uh, you know, buying something from a pawn shop, buying something in a car park, uh, you know, buying something on, um, you know, the internet sales sites and, you know, a number of them that sell products carries significant risk with it. And if a deal looks to be too good, uh, it probably is. There's no such thing as a free lunch in this industry. Um, and if a deal looks too good to be true, then you can bet your bottom dollar that it probably is too good to be true. That's wise advice just in general, no doubt about that. And again, just so keep people keep in mind, those authentic Perth Mint products are available at SprottMoney.com. Just three questions left to go, Richard. Um, you mentioned earlier the vast uh, gold resources that Australia has. And I, I would imagine Australia is a lot like Canada in that it's almost kind of in the blood. Canadian citizens like to own gold and precious metals yep. and natural resources. I imagine Australians are the same. But for the mint itself, uh, what what steps do you all take to inspire the people of Australia to own physical gold and silver? Oh, Craig, you're absolutely right. There are significant similarities between Australia and Canada. Um, you know, both uh, very, very big countries with relatively small populations, but fiercely independent uh, populations as well. Um, and gold is part of our history. It's part of the Canadian uh, history as well. And, and both countries, to some degree, were founded on those early gold rushes. So um, gold in Australia is actually not that uh, difficult to sell um, in many ways. And the aim of the Perth Mint uh, is twofold, really. It's about supporting the Australian gold mining industry, and we do an awful lot of things uh, to do that, uh, including making sure uh, that Australian gold is accessible to as many people as possible in as many ways as possible, all the way through from you know buying traditional bars uh, and coins uh, through online depository-style products, um, through um, uh, almost sort of crypto gold-type offerings, we launched um, um, a gold-backed uh, exchange-traded fund on the New York Stock Exchange uh, in August of last year. Uh, with all the gold being held here in Perth, um, the underlying gold itself is government-guaranteed. Um, and those are all uh, ways that we've worked to support the Australian gold mining industry by uh, making gold as accessible for as many people as possible all the way through from the millennials to the more traditional buyers, the mums and dads, uh, but also institutional investors as well. Richard, our seventh question kind of follows up on that. Are there initiatives uh, that you've got planned there at the Perth Mint to increase awareness globally of the products that you have? Uh, absolutely. Um, so, for example, um, one of our... Um, um, one of our relatively new uh, initiatives is a smartphone app called GoldPass. Um, currently, we've just rolled it out in Australia, um, but we are looking to roll this out globally uh, in a range of currencies, uh, including US dollars, Canadian dollars, uh, we'll do it in euros, um, and a number of other uh, exchangeable currencies as well. And this provides a credible alternative to cryptocurrencies. So, you know, we believe that... Uh, uh, because this will be able to be um, acquired uh, through exchanges, um, it will allow people to to switch in and out of their more traditional cryptocurrencies uh, into 
something like gold that does have real value, that does have a real tangible uh, asset behind it to support it. Um, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, if you look at Bitcoin, um, um, you know, it rose all the way through, you know, $18,000 uh, and it's back at the sort of $6,000 mark at the moment. And those holders of Bitcoins are certainly believers in uh, alternate currencies, in cryptocurrencies. Uh, but there's nothing quite like having um, um, a gold coin, if you will, uh, in the crypto world where you're not just reliant on an arithmetic formula um, and a and a bunch of um, uh, arithmetic mining companies uh, to actually support the value of what you've got. Gold actually does provide uh, that solid, that tangible uh, worth of your holding at the end of the day, like nothing else does. Yeah, no doubt. You, I, I always tell people, you hold one gold coin in your hand just one time, and you're hooked. You realize you've got something <laughs> significant, don't you? You are, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Richard, just one last question, and this one deals with uh, this pretty specific question that somebody uh, sent in to us, and they'd asked us to pass this along to you. This person said they had recently completed uh, their collection of all 12 Lunar 2 series silver coins, and they just wanted to know what would be the maximum number of complete sets of this series that are going to be available. Uh, well, um, firstly, I'm frankly delighted uh, that whoever uh, wrote in uh, has actually uh, managed to complete the set. That's fantastic. Uh, thank you for your custom, and we hope you're really happy with our products. Um, so to date, the total number of sets that could be made up um, for the complete 12 years uh, of the Kilo Series 2 uh, is 13,348. That seems like, is that a lot? Is that more than normally you would have? No, uh, these these are very very popular, and uh, uh, you know these are sold globally, um, and 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 it's really a, a very very collectible set to have a complete set of kilo lunars, very very limited mintages, um, and, and if if you were able to scrape absolutely everything together, uh, that grand total would be thirteen thousand uh, three hundred and forty eight. Uh, complete sets, but to actually get that would be, uh, you know, would be virtually impossible because you'd have to corner the market in it. <laughs> you're right. You're right. So well, there'd that... be far, far, far fewer complete sets. That's the total that you could do if you were able to to garner absolutely everything around the place from anywhere and everywhere. Uh, and that would mean that you had everything. Uh, you'd have thirteen thousand. Um, the practical reality is that there would be. You know, uh, at most complete sets, you know, there'd be, um, you know, m maybe a thousand. Um, I don't, you know, I don't really know. Right. Um, you know, so I'd be guessing, but, you know, it'd be a fraction of that 13,000 uh, practically uh, that would be available. It would be an absolute fraction of that. Yeah. That's fascinating. And I, and I would think uh, the, the average numismatic collector just has to love getting these uh, full series of, of your coins, whether they're gold yeah. or silver. Absolutely. And, you know, to have a complete set uh, is quite a rarity. Yeah. Um, there would be very few complete sets, plenty of lunar coins around, um, but complete sets, uh, that's another whole issue. Yeah. I, I another really, whole issue. I've got to get myself a complete set of those Simpson deals, though. i got to tell you that. I think that's, <laughs> that sounds fantastic. They will be uh, in the future. They, uh, I, I would imagine um, that, you know, they will be pretty hotly held by 
uh, collectors of Simpsons memorabilia. Absolutely. Uh, what what better way to get started than to uh, to get the whole collector set of Simpsons coins? And then you're also getting what uh, ten ounces of gold out of the deal. Yeah, you are. That's a good good deal on that part. All right, uh, but just before we go, Rich, I want to remind uh, our listeners specifically in uh, in the states, it is uh, retirement planning season, and uh, most folks may not realize that you can actually hold physical gold and physical silver in an IRA account. You can actually get yourself some kangaroos, some of those Simpson coins, uh, or some silver coins from the Perth Mint, and hold them in your IRA. To open a self-directed precious metals IRA with Sprott Money, you got to do it before April 15th, first of all. You've got to call us up at 888-861-0775. We offer these in association with New Direction Trust right here through Sprott Money. And again, you can find all this at SprottMoney.com as well. Again, we've been speaking with Richard Hayes, the CEO of the Perth Mint. Richard, it has been a real pleasure to get a chance to visit with you, and I thank you very much for your time. Likewise, Craig, thank you so much for the opportunity of uh, just sharing a few thoughts uh, with you uh, and with your listeners. It's been a real pleasure. And from all of us here at Sprout Money News and SproutMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next month.